going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. Happy Monday morning. You're watching The Road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. It might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter, and sometimes on YouTube. And that's usually just Wednesday because that way we hopefully won't get censored. Then you can catch us on the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and sometimes on BitChute. Just look for The Road to Concord. You can go to the blog page. That's roadtoconcord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at joe at the road to concord.com. He's a little slow, but he's he's been doing a little better lately uh, emailing people back. Uh, phones are on today, 229-469-0335 for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known listeners. If you wish to call in, you must be a regular class member that's participated in the chats on a regular basis. Then you can request phone access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, Joe is he's a kook, and he's an acquired taste. So you got to kind of put up with him for a little while. Folk shizzle. Yeah. <laughs> this show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we are not limited in the content we provide, y'all. With that said, we do ask for your participation on a value-for-value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble, and the comments on the other streams. And oh, by the way, this show is dedicated to a special listener out there, and you know who you are. So, okay, Joe, take it on. This particular show. <laughs> oh, you're not going to do your... Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. No, just <laughs> I'm Charlie, and I did it. Realize we not right, did didn't do it. But we each independently form opinions based on reason and logic. Charlie's back again. It's Monday. Let's see what the road to Concord with Professor Joe Bakanovic has on the lesson plan for today. For those of you keeping score, Charlie has screwed up in some way, shape, or form 10 of the last 11 intros. <laughs> the only one he got right <laughs> was I, the Twilight Zone last Thursday. I am Charlie, and I did it. <laughs> You're Charlie, and you resemble this remark. Good morning. It's, it's Monday, October 30th. Boy, do I have a show for you tomorrow. But for today, it's Manic Monday, day we set aside to look at the headlines and talk about things that they're in the headlines, but most people may not be paying too much attention to, or at least we look at them a little differently. And today is being dedicated to somebody that Charlie and Natasha and I know. Um, this individual is the impetus for me going down this road. We're going to be looking at the the current conflict with Israel and Hamas. And we're going to dive into some of the headlines dealing with all of this. Uh, <laughs> it's tortoise. <laughs> Comment on the board from the Arctic tortoises is wait. 
Don't you mean that he messed up one intro and the others are just typical Charlie? Yes, I guess that's the way we're supposed to look at it. Thank okay. you, Tardis. So, silver lining. I guess this kind of works too, man. It all depends on perspective. What position are you looking at things from? Because that's how today's class is going to work out, man. We're going to be doing a lot of... Uh, yeah! Perspective! Oh my God. We've given her entirely too much power, Charlie. <laughs> yes, we have. Hop in and out of these things. If you're watching the screen, you know, watching the chalkboard, this will affect you guys today. But if you're just listening on the podcast or listening to the audio side of this, shouldn't be too much a problem. just want to read a few parts of this one. This is from The Flame. It says, uh, facts and logic about the Middle East. Logic. Oh, wow. What do you know? It says, while the New York Times, this is a picture of that bombing of the supposed hospital when it was actually the parking lot. So the New York Times jumped to report that Israel bombed Gaza City's Al-Ali or Al-Hali hospital, killing 500 actual, you know, killing 500 people. The actual facts prove that a stray rocket from Islamic Jihad hit the hospital parking lot, killing no more than 50. Stories typical of the false media coverage about Israel. So this is brace yourself. The media backlash against Israel has begun. We will come back to this article later in the show. I've got another article. If you're watching, you'll see that this one is the Times of Israel. So yeah, this is an English speaking blog page put out by Israelis. And this is just Lapid slams foreign media for accepting Hamas lies. And it's basically about the opposition leader, Yair Lapid, slams the international community and media for perceived bias regarding Israel's ongoing war with Hamas. In particular, Lapid attacks the media for being quick to adopt the terror organization's narrative that Israel was responsible for a deadly blast near a Gaza hospital and casting doubt on Israel and American government finding that the explosion was caused by a failed Palestinian Islamic Jihad rocket launch. All right, so what do we have here? For the moment, we'll get done with that. What we have is a series of, well, we've got a series of articles in the news that are basically Hamas propaganda, Islamic propaganda. Yes, I'm not going to avoid what this is. This is Islam. This is Islam versus Ju uh, Israel. Uh, the Judeo, the house of Judah, the Judeo part of the Judeo-Christian faith. The, the married bride, if you keep up with this class. Now, if you have not been watching us, the bulk of what's about to follow in today's class is not going to make a whole lot of sense to you. I cannot stop today and go back and re-explain everything that we've covered before. I'm going to give you some of the, some pointers to where you can go back and find some of this stuff. But remember, I look at all of this from a biblical perspective. So does Hamas, whether you realize it or not. Just the other side, you know, they're, they're siding with Ishmael. We'll get to that. But I also look at this conflict in a long-term historic perspective. Not just biblical, but long-term historic and I have this nasty little habit of trying to dig back to where things started from. And I know that this goes all the way back to the son of a handmaiden mocking the son of the, of the actual bride of Abraham, Abraham. So this is an adopted son mocking a legitimate firstborn. 
And that's what this is all about. This is about inheritance. And this is spiritual in nature, folks. And you cannot avoid this. You're not going to get around this. But as far as I'm concerned today, before we start reading the stories I have for you, I have a few simple questions I want you to put in your head before we get going. The media is claiming that Israel provoked this attack, Hamas's latest attack. How do you provoke somebody to attack you? If you're not planning to attack them first, how are you responsible provoking a, a, an unprovoked attack? Say, so, well, Israel was occupying the Gaza. So, no, they don't. Israel pulled out of Gaza 18 years ago. Israel does not occupy Gaza. Hasn't for a long time. So where's the provocation? Quite on the contrary, they're providing, well, they were. And well, actually, they still are providing free electricity and water to the Gaza Strip. Yep. So, about that food, water, and gas cutoff that you know you're just talking about there, Charlie. Gaza is on the coast of the Mediterranean, is it not? Yes, it is. It which is. means it's not landlocked. And Hamas is in charge of Gaza, or it has a lot of control over it. Hamas is given a lot of foreign aid, so it's got money. Its leaders have like a $700 million organization outside of Gaza that they run and enjoy. You know, Arafat had himself, he was a billionaire because of the money he was given. So why is this money never spent on the people of Gaza? Why does it always stay with these terrorists? And why don't they import the food and water that they need and set up their own power plants and et cetera, et cetera? They, they've got access to the coast, set up a port. They should have done this a long time ago. Why do they? Why rely on Israel for everything? And then, if Israel, if you attack them, and they shut it off, how is that their fault? And if you don't have any money or food or gas or anything else that you need to stay alive, where are these missiles coming from that you're still lobbing at Israel? Why isn't that money being spent on something else? This is this this is the obvious question here that nobody wants to ask this is corruption this is the result of corruption in this case it's religious military corruption political corruption remember hamas has got this thing in their charter that says um you know they they existed to destroy israel wipe it wipe all jews off the face of the earth yes genocide but this is a lot like in katrina it, what's katrina got to do with gaza joe pay attention for a moment do you know why um, New Orleans flooded after the hur after Hurricane Katrina. Well, yeah, Joe, the levees broke. Yes, do you know why the levees broke? Because the local politicians never used the money that D.C. sent them, Washington, D.C. sent them to fix the levees. They, they used it for their own, lining their pockets and their friends' pockets and handing out to the people so they could get reelected. They misallocated the funds. So everybody who died from the flooding of the broke dikes, that goes directly to the heads of the people who were running New Orleans. And there's a political party that had run New Orleans for decades leading up to that. Well, there's a political party in Gaza that has been running Gaza for decades leading up to what's going on right now. And yet we want to blame Israel rather than the people in control of the area we call Gaza. Now, how does Israel ever, how, how can the world ever expect Israel to have peace with those folks? I know they call themselves Palestinians, but they're not. We've already covered this. They're not Palestinians. There's no such thing as Palestine. There never has been. Ever. Ever. And if there were, 
they are extinct a long time ago. The people there now calling themselves Palestinians came from a different part of the world. We'll get into that again because they argue that the Jews that are living in Israel right now are fake Jews, imposters. Well, then fine. You're an imposter Palestinian, both sides equal. Like I said, I've got a nasty habit of going back to the beginning, remember? If you've been with me for any length of time, you know I've got a bad habit. If I, if I can find the horse, I'll go up. Hey, Wilbur, open your mouth, man. Let me look inside. I'll go right to the horse's mouth. Well, we've done this here in recent times. I'm going to remind you of that. But in this case, how is Israel going to coexist with a organization in its charter, in, it, in its constitution, it says that it exists to get rid of Israel? All Jews need to be eradicated. That's a, that's a Muslim war cry. So this is not this is a war with Islam, not just Hamas. Hamas and Islam are the same thing. You, you cannot separate Hamas from Islam, and you cannot separate Islam from Hamas. You're just going to have to accept that, folks. That's a truth. So this goes back all the way to Ishmael and Isaac, like I said earlier. Islam, it, it, did you see our class on Islam, any of the three we've had now? Islam claims Isaac. I mean, not Isaac, but uh, Ishmael, rather. They claim lineage from Ishmael, the son of Ish of Abraham, um, his wife, Sarah's bridesmaid, or handmaiden. I think she was Egyptian, if I remember correctly. Um, but in a sense, it was, the, it was an illegitimate son of a, uh, of a servant of his wife. And he gets sent away for mocking Isaac. And there, there's a whole lot there. We could, we could talk for half hour on that story or more. But this is the origin of this fight. Remember the prophecy about Ishmael. If you've never heard it, he, and that means all his descendants, are going to be a wild ass of a man, a wild donkey of a man. And his hand will be raised against everybody forever and ever. Amen. He becomes the forebearer of all the Arab nations. Arab means does not mix. In our culture, just say does not play well with others, including themselves. So the Arab people, this is not a racial thing, man. This is a this is a faith thing. This is a spiritual thing. The Arab people have just been acting out their prophetic nature from the beginning. They just don't get along well with others. Never have, never will. Islam is the perfect religion for them. It was bound and, and destined to happen or to spring from that well. So this attack on Israel right now is nothing more than the Muslims trying to fulfill their supposed destiny. Now the media, the American media and the American left has been showing their, their bias here, their true colors. We're going to go over that here in a minute because it is Manic Monday. We're going to look at some of the stories. But you need to put this in your head right now, whether you like it or not. This is the truth. This is an objective truth. Hamas and Israel is not a secular war. This is a religious war. This is a spiritual war that's been going on. This is a war of faith. There are only two sides in this war. Yahweh and Israel, or all others, which fighting on Team Satan. You're either on team Yahweh or you're on team Satan, Hasatan, the, the Satan, the accuser. There's no neutral corner in this. Per both sides, Islam will define this as us against the world. 
the Judeo-Christian scriptures define it as Yahweh's kingdom against the world. There's no neutral corner here. If you think you're standing in a neutral corner, you're on Team Satan, in my perspective. If you think you're in a neutral corner from the Hamas's perspective, if you think you're in a neutral corner, you're on Team Israel. You just get run over from both directions then. You have to choose. You don't have a choice. And the media has chosen. And uh, this is where I'm going to show you some of what's going on. We are going to start by tying into something that I've already shown you. This is from the AP, Associated Press. Misinformation about the Israel-Hamas war is flooding social media. Here are the facts. Uh, That right there, that title from the AP is misinformation. And I'm about to show you. Boy, is this going to be a tough one. This is a picture of... uh, Supposedly, this is a picture of some sort of destroyed part of the Middle East. And it says a file, Palestinians inspect the rubble of the uh, Yassin Mosque destroyed after it was hit by Israeli airstrike at Shatai refugee camp in Gaza City early Monday, October 9th, 2023. Right here, we need to start with the fact that we don't know for sure that that's actually the mosque. Why? Because the media has been caught using stock photographs from other wars, like in the Ukraine and saying it's part of what's going on in Gaza and Israel right now. The media has been caught doing this for years and years and years and years and years. They don't care anymore. They'll just lie to you. They'll tell you, well, it doesn't matter what picture I show you. This, No, yes, it does matter. Yes, it does. You know, it's like, oh, look, the hurricane is so bad. People are dying of the flood. And, and you know, look how deep it is. They show you they're, they're paddling through the water in a canoe. And some guy in the background is walking through the water and it's only ankle deep. You know, they've done things like this forever and ever now. They fake things on purpose. So I don't trust the AP. And in that little story headline there, you know, fake things in the news. Let me show you why I'm talking about this. It says, I I don't want to even read that. They're going to talk about, here's an example of the fake news. It says, here's a closer look at misinformation spreading online and the facts. It says, the claim, a major mosque in Iran raised a black flag to call Muslims to war over Israel's attack on Gaza. That's the claim. The facts. The Imam Reza shrine said that the flag was raised as a symbol of mourning for the lives lost in Israeli strikes on Gaza. Experts on Islam and Iran confirmed the flag includes a passage from the Quran that is meant to comfort Muslims that their sacrifices will one day be rewarded. Social media users are sharing the false claim alongside images and videos of the distinctive gold dome of the shrine, a major pilgrimage site for the Shiite Muslims in Iran. Northeast, that includes a mosque, library, and other institutions with a black banner flying on a flagpole. This is breaking. This is supposedly the false news. The black flag has been raised over Razavi Shrine in Mashhada, Khorasan, province of Iran, wrote on Facebook users who share the image on October 18th. Using an alternate name for the complex, this is a call of war for a vengeance. And others claim the black flag is Farsi inscription was meant to herald the coming of the Mahdi, the final leader believed to appear at the end of times to lead Muslim people. And according to the AP, it says, but the black flag isn't a call for war at all. And neither is the flag's text nor the shrine's statements about the banner referencing for the coming of the Mahdi at the end times. In fact, the announcement of the shrine's English language Facebook page on October 17 specifically describes as a mourning flag that was raised in response to the deadly blast of the rocket hospital. Stop. Bull crap. 
Bull crap. If it was a morning flag, it would be green. We've covered this. I told you about this before this happened, you know, beforehand. I've, I've covered this for years. This is Corazon. If you raise any black flag in Corazon, that is a symbol to the Islamic world that the jihad has begun and the Mahdi, Mahdi, the 12th Imam, is real near. That is a call for war. And the AP telling you it's not. Why does the AP say it's false? Because the Islamists told us it was a mourning flag. Oh, you're going to believe? They would never lie to you. They're commanded to lie to us. What? Yes. Oh, yeah, we covered that. Yes, we did. Here's the picture. Pop that up for you. There's the black flag. Now, they've superimposed this over the flag of Palestine there. But that is, that's the gold dome and that's the black flag they're flying. We went over this. That is the black flag of Khorasan. That is a call for, y'all remember this show? This one right here? That, that's not us, man. That's not live. This is, let me pop myself out of here so that you can see the title. This is the AP lying to us. And I mean straight up lying. If you're a Muslim, that black flag has a very specific meaning. It would be like if I put up a white flag with a red Maltese cross on it on a shield. And I said, that's not the symbol of crusade. I'm not calling for a holy war against Islam. That's the crusaders symbol, folks. That's the symbol of the Crusades. If I raise a flag of the Crusades and say, oh, no, that's just a call of mourning. Would Islam believe me? Oh, heck no. Islam knows its history better than the West does. They would know that's a call for war. And they would respond appropriately. When you raise that, oh, by the way, the, sh the article that I just showed you about the black flag, this has never been done before. Ever. That is the very first time. And it's in a month of mourning. They don't raise flags. That, that's a month where you're not supposed to be political or, or show signs like this. That was deliberate. That was a call to war. I don't care what the AP tells me. I know Islam. Well, how do you know Islam, Joe? I've read their books. I've read their, their books. I've read what they write. I've read the Quran. Remember, I have read the Hadith, much of it, not all of it. Nobody can read all of it. It's too much of it but I've read hundreds of pages of the Hadith, thousands of the sayings and customs of Muhammad. I've read their prophecy. I've read the book Reliance on the Traveler where they get the Sharia law. I've read Muhammad's official biography. I researched Islam. When people tell me that black flag has no significance, I know they're either ignorant or they're lying. And in the AP's case, where they purport to be journalists, they're lying. Even if it's just ignorance, they're still lying. Comment on the board from Road Dog. Are the headbands the same as the flags they fly? The inscription is usually yes. That's the Bahala or Ishmala Bahala. It's a call for jihad. It's it's a call to convert to uh, Allah and Islam and for jihad. Um, I, I'm probably not pronouncing this right. I don't speak Arabic. But this is. This is an attempt to eradicate Israel. It's also an attempt to cause global chaos. And the West, 
the West is acting very stupidly. And we have, do you know why Jefferson had a Quran? Yeah, because he liked the Muslims. No, no. Jefferson wanted to know what his enemy was thinking. He wanted to know the holy book of his enemy. Yep, know your enemy. Yep, he got the Quran for that purpose. We even published it in the United States. Yeah, that's because the early United States was Muslim. No, it wasn't. It was so the American people knew what the heck we were facing over there with the Barbary pirates. Do some research. This is why Jefferson wanted to be president, so he could squash them. And he sent a bunch of little guys called, well, we, we weren't Leathernecks at the time, but we got the name over there for Leatherneck. But the, he sent these guys that, you know, that wore these funky little red and, red, red and blue uniforms, and we put an end to that crap for a while at any rate. You know, Paul's Montezuma, that's about a fight in Mexico, shores of Tripoli, Tripoli, Libya where we were smacking the Barbary pirates around the Marine Corps. Yeah, 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 yeah. D don't nobody pay any attention to that, but that happened under Semper Jefferson's five. watch. Yeah. Hoorah. That happened under Jefferson's watch. It, it, he put that crap down and they left us alone for almost 200 years after that. And then when they got all cranky over in the Philippines, <laughs> Jackson put them down, not Andrew Jackson, another one, um, blackjack Pershing rather, rather put them down blackjack Pershing another army general he fixed that problem one of these days i'll tell you what he did over there oh they they left him alone for a long time after that because this was before we became little snowflakes in this country we have got to i don't care if you don't want to side with israel that's fine wear your white green black and, and red flag i want to know who you are identify yourself you're either going to wear blue and white in this, or you're going to wear the colors of the four. But incidentally, isn't that curious? It, it, uh, let's see. Almost 2,000 years ago, a man wrote that the four the horsemen, the four horsemen of the apocalypse would be white, red, black, and green, colors of Islam. You think there's a connection there? You got any idea which side you want to be on? This is from Just the News. This is John Solomon's site. This is actually John Solomon still, you know, he left mainstream media so he could actually try to continue the practice of real journalism. Victor David Hansen, the war in Gaza brings out anti-Semitism. And it goes over here. This is just a, an audio interview. And he says in this episode, Victor David Hansen and co-host Jack Fowler discuss Biden's recent speech. China's battleships in the Persian Gulf, they're not battleships, they're cruisers and destroyers. Battleships, a different thing. Anti-Semitism from universities to the federal government, immigration sympathies from a romanticizing motherland, and donating to our postmodern universities. This is about America's growing anti-Semitism. Whatever happened to never again? Here are a series of stories from the Gateway Pundit. Muslims waved ISIS and Taliban flags at anti-Israel protest in Hamburg, Germany. There's your flags right there. Those are those are flags. Those are calls of, calls to jihad, folks. Even if the lettering is something else, the black flag is the call to jihad. That that's prophetic and meaning for them. So this is in Germany. In Germany, they're rising anti-Semitism. Hey, Deutschland. Was ist los mit du? Huh? 
What happened to never again? Also from the Gateway Pundit, terrifying videos. Muslim lynch mob searches for Jews at Russian airport in Dagestan. Storms concourse in tarmac and tries to search planes after rumor of flight from Israel. This isn't anti-Semitism. This is anti-Judaism. Let me explain what I just said. This is anti-Judaism. Why do I say that? Because Jews are not the only quote-unquote Semitic people in the world. And you don't see them out there looking for just Semites. They're looking for Jews. So stop calling it anti-Semitism. Especially since not all Jews are Shemites. You know, from Shem, the family of Shem. That's where you get Semite from. One of Noah's three sons. I can be black and be a Jew. I can be red and be a Jew. I can be yellow and be a Jew. Jews are religion. This is anti-Judaism. This is anti-Bible. Straight up. Right between your eyeballs with the truth. If it's too hard to handle... Move along, Buttercup. We face the monster eyeball to eyeball here on this show. This is what Charlie means by I'm an acquired taste. Those who like me, like me. Those who don't, don't. But what I'm telling you is the objective truth. This is not a racial thing. This is not an ethnic thing. This is a religious thing. And we language it in a way that makes it easier for you to ignore that. This is anti-Semitism. Then why aren't they going after the Aryans? What? Yes. Iranians are Semites. But Iran means Aryan, as in white supremacist Aryan. Oops. Yeah, words mean things, and they actually start filling in blanks for you, don't they? It's not an ethnic thing. Any more than anti-Islam? You're just against the Arabs. I know a whole heck of a lot of black and white Muslims. It's not a skin thing, folks. It's a religious thing. If you don't identify the problem, you can't fix it or deal with it or prepare for it. So let's continue to the Gateway Pundit again. This time it's must-see. Black Hebrew Israelites beat pro-Hamas Muslims in Chicago Street. Lots of Allahu Akbars. Police rush in to break it up. What? Black Hebrew Israelites? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not even going to get into that today. I, I, I uh, We're not going to get into that. The thing I want you to point out and look at here is you got this clash here in the United States. It's here, too. It, it, folks, hmm. the world could easily explode over all of this. Also on the Gateway Pundit, there it is. Wacko anti-Israel, Israeli Democrat, Jayapal compares Israel's response to Hamas to Russia's quote-unquote siege of Ukraine. There's a video there. How is Israel's response comparable to the siege of Ukraine? Well, they cut off their gas and water and they're attacking them, Joe. Okay, Russia attacked the Ukraine unprovoked. Ukraine's been defending themselves. Who attacked Israel? 
Hamas out of Gaza, right? So Israel's defending themselves. So we will side with the Ukrainians, but against the Israelis. This woman here is back crap crazy and a hypocrite because there's no comparison here. If she wants to make a comparison, she should could be comparing the Ukrainian defense of their homeland against Israel's defense. Oh no, they're cutting off the gas and the water. If Ukraine had a way to cut off the gas and water to Russia, you think they would? Yeah, in a heartbeat. And then you'd be like, okay, go Ukraine, but stop Israel. That's a spastic way of looking at the world. It's duplicitous. It's hypocritical. It's chaos. And that's what we're dealing with. Chaos. Chaos agents serves Islam's purpose. Wait a minute. Didn't we have a show about this, Charlie? Yeah. We got an email last night talking about how the last two or three weeks have been really good. I didn't plan them that way, but you know what? We've been ahead of the historic timeline here lately. It's almost like there's a spirit working around here to get you ready for what's coming. No, we don't, we don't have none it, of that Holy Spirit. Yeah, I know, because the email was in response to my show Friday, and then I get a phone call from the Secret Squirrel telling me the exact same thing the email said. Secret Squirrel didn't know about that email. So what's that thing about upon the two witnesses? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, folks. So this is a U.S. Democrat beating up on Israel, saying that Israel is, well, then we jump over to Breitbart. You mispronounced that. What did I do? You said Democrat. Democrat. Should be Democrat. Yeah, there we go. This is on Breitbart. Representative Jayapal, or whatever her name is, Yaapal, or I don't know says the United States is losing credibility if we don't call out Israel's siege of Gaza. <clears throat> so if you do, excuse me, if you don't, if you don't attack your allies, you lose credibility with the world. Really? I'm not at a loss for words, folks. I'm at a loss for words that I'm allowed to say on this program per my own rule. I got words. And I don't have a dump button. Yes. Oh, I got words, bro. But Arlie Army and I, you'd have a hard time telling the two of us apart if I start talking the way I want to talk right now. But if you give me warning, I can do the mute button and you can just say the words and... and Let them read my lips? Yeah. (laughs) This is another story. It's also on Breitbart, and we're going to have to read through this one a little bit. Cornell West holds anti-Semitic banner at Free Palestine Rally in L.A. Okay. This is Dr. Cornell West, an independent presidential candidate in 2024. He's a Democrat. He joined a Free Palestine Rally in downtown Los Angeles on Saturday and held an anti-Semitic banner depicting Zionism as a snake. West had participated in a pro-Palestinian student walkout on Thursday, insisting that it was not about hating Jews, but opposing Israel's, quote, occupation. Israel has not occupied Gaza since 2005. These pictures are from the UCLA student walkout. This is Cornell West's ex-account, Twitter. This says, it's important to realize that the love for the Palestinian people does not imply hatred for Jews Jewish people, only a hatred of Israel's domination and occupation. O-M, 
10-9-8-7-6-5. Comment on the board from Road Dog. Thought I lost audio for a second. Yeah. I am set. Bull. Mr. West. Bull. They don't occupy Gaza, so that's a lie. Unless, of course, what you mean is you are against the Israeli occupation of their homeland, which is exactly what he means. So what he means is the love of the Palestinian people is the hatred of Israel. I'm tired of you messing with the freaking language in this world. Say what you mean, Mr. West. Have the cojones to be honest with people. Well, I can't do that because then everybody will hate me because they'll know I'm evil. I know you're evil anyway, Mr. West. You ain't hidden from me. You'll fool the rubes that don't know any better. I know that. I got that. Salah Odin of Pasadena. This is another part of this story. It's one of the people marching. He says, and it's imperative that the people of Gaza be given humanitarian aid and Palestinian fighters receive military assistance in the face of Israel's bombing campaign in recent weeks. Who started this? I'm not going to arm you for, oh, wait a minute, Obama will. He'll start it for you through ISIS and Al-Qaeda and then send the U.S. military to do your work for you so they can get rid of Gaddafi. They never did that, Joe. Yes, he did. He committed treason right out in front of the whole world and nobody said peep about it. Not saying anything about the treason we're committing right now either from the White House. Levin was, from what I understand. I didn't get a chance to see that last night, though. This continues. This says, people are offering their prayers, and that's good, but we need physical help. We need military assistance, said Oda, who wore a black and white kefaya on his head, a Palestinian flag around his neck like a cape, and a pro-Palestinian shirt and necklace. Uh, son of a sissel Okay. That Democrat whack job wants to compare this to the battle in Ukraine. Fine. Biden, stop arming Ukraine and give all your money and aid to Putin, the one who started it, so that this Democrat whack job in Congress can at least be consistent and not be a hypocrite. And so that you can actually pay the people who have been paying you and Hillary for decades. You might as well just go ahead and help your masters, you know, Russia and China. Oh, yeah, and Islam in Iran in Saudi Arabia, everybody but the United States. If you're a Democrat, yes, that's who you're fighting for. Yes, yes, we've covered this. Yeah, beep, you got that right. I'm ticked about this. I am. Folks, do you know why I'm upset? If you've been with me for a while now, last couple months, I've brought you the proof. I have brought you the proof. I've handed it to you. Now, whether or not you went and chased it down, I can't do that on this show. This format does not allow me to read them. If you want the audiobooks, go get them yourself. If the information is that important enough that you can afford the few dollars and listen to David Horowitz's book on Unholy Alliance and the Shadow Party, and you will know that the Democratic Party through and through is riddled with anti-American influences. He has since continued, but primarily Islam. We covered that show, the Islamic revolution from within on the United States. We've covered this. 
John Quest says, because we the people have been sold out by our own government and collectively we do nothing. Right. That part right there at the end, John, collectively we do nothing. That's who we blame right now. Person in our mirrors. I'm angry about this because nobody, I'm not angry at any individual. There's not one person I'm angry at. I am angry at Americans in general. You have become, not you, not my audience, we. Let me talk to the person on my screen right now, myself, me. I'm looking in a mirror. I'm looking in a video mirror. I have become lazy and complacent. Even though I'm screaming at the top of my head on a computer screen, I'm doing nothing. But actually, I am. I just can't tell you about that. Or at least won't. <laughs> but we, we're happy to stay ignorant or to believe lies. You think this won't bite you in the butt? Oh, have you seen the next story? From Breitbart, Iran's top diplomat, U.S. will not be spared from this fire if it continues to support Israel. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. It says, Iran's foreign minister, Hossein, uh, comment on the board from Julie Larson, we do nothing as terrorists actively run the streets. Yes, we'll get to that. You're ahead of the lesson plan again, Julie. It says, Iranian foreign minister, Hossein Emerald Bahila, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I don't care. Hussein, he's insane. He threatened further attacks against the United States and its interests at the UN General Assembly meeting in New York on Thursday. So you side with Hamas, who's a proxy of you, your government. Anyhow, you start a war against a peaceful nation, and then you go to the UN and you threaten the United States. Hey, before I can continue reading any of this, now time for a little... Little little break and a little entertainment with a little music, musical ditty I like to bomb, 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 Iran. Go ahead. Yes. We're wanting to pick a war with Iran. Okay, now I'm in favor of it. Only I don't want to bomb, bomb, bomb with iron bombs. I'm going to make them glow. Let's just make them glow, Jack. Nuke them till they glow. Nuke them till they glow. You think I'm kidding? Say, okay, Iran, you want to play games? Yo, Russia. These 10 ICBMs are heading to Iran. You're safe. Boop. There they go. Boom. Mushroom cloud. World is solved. Shia, Iran, uh, Shia Islam is gone, man. Doesn't exist anymore. At least most of it wouldn't. I'd solve world terrorism, from Islamic terrorism, most of it, with one, one, one order. They want to play those games? It's a good thing I'm not president. Comment from Clay Taylor. Americans are more worried about Matthew Perry's death than they're worrying about their own. Yes, that's true. Back to this. Folks, do not dismiss this. Go ahead and report me for wanting to defend this country. Did you see the story we did on thermonuclear warfare toward the end when we talked about how Iran has giving signs that they're actually planning to nuke this country? And I, Obama helps them. Biden has helped them. John Quest says lots of glass. Windows should be cheaper. Yeah. Iran is already launching rockets and drone attacks against bases housing American personnel in Iraq and Syria. That was unprovoked. Using Shiite militia groups controlled by the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard, U.S. forces have been able to intercept most of these attacks, but dozens of minor injuries have been reported. 
I say frankly to the American statesman, this is him, this is I'm a Hussein, you know, Iranian foreign minister, whatever, says, I say frankly to the American statesman who are now managing the genocide in Palestine. It's not a genocide. You guys, son of a, accuse your opponent of what you are doing. You're the Muslim. You're the one fighting a genocide. He says, he says that we do not welcome expansion of the war in the region. Then why did you expand? But if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. Folks, you haven't lost audio. I saw an article last night that said, right now in a dead heat, Trump is tied with Biden. If you still support Biden, all uh, Israel aside, with what he's done to the economy, if you still support Biden, there's only one reason. Well, there's two. You hate this country and you want to destroy it, so you're happy with what he's doing, and or you're a mooch who's living off the backs of others and you want to continue your slave ownership. You racist slave supporting little jack wagon. What are you saying, Joe? I'm saying that you're probably living off of welfare programs, in which case you're
back. All right. All right. Let us know if we're back up and running while we start doing a few things here real quick, folks. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Y'all start talking to us and report in. Let us know if we're up and running because we're, we're yes, over the target. Please let us know if we're back. Are we still back? I see 22 people watching on here and there and eight over there. Rough voice in my head, hearing voices in my head. Okay. Lost internet. Are we back? Report in on the class, please. Report in, report in. Are we back? I just need to know if we're here. But <laughs> we're taking heavy flack here. So oh, uh, heck, we, man. To we, we took a burst on in the plane. Man. <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> we're surprised we're still flying. Yeah. We're, 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 oh, we're no. surprised. Screen still doing screwy things. Uh, we, we hood. Clay told us <laughs> we hood. We in the okay, hood. It looks like we're back online, at All least right. on the Facebook side. I haven't heard from the, the picture. Rumble looks really yet. bad, though. Well, yeah, we, yeah, we, we still have a weak internet. I still have the little symbol up there saying we're unstable, but um, so <laughs> oh, folks, this never happens to us, does it? <laughs> <laughs> we need another dip. <laughs> All right, folks. Th this this always happens at at the times when I'm saying things I shouldn't be saying. So, okay, good. I was checking to see Rumble's feed is up. We're 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 where we need to be. We're supposedly anyway. Let me yeah go away FBI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, real quick. Um, serious. Uh, serious. When we have these feed problems, have y'all ever noticed, if you've been with the class for a while, I'm talking to those of you long-term classmates, have you ever noticed this only happens when I'm really animated and when I'm really hammering on one of the enemies of the world? You know, if, if, if I'm defending Israel or I'm going after evil or Islam or the government, that's when we have these glitches. Never any other time, ever. If, if yeah, taking too much truth. I think so, Clay, I do. Because people would say, well, it's just a coincidence. Why does it always happen? Always. And Charlie's been here long enough now. He's seen I just it. laugh. And, and I. He said earlier, we should have seen anymore. this coming today. Yeah, this is. It, yeah, Road Dog. It is always when we're doing things like this. Yes, Natasha. So about those bets. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Natasha's talking about what we need to start doing is taking a pool on when when I've got controversial shows. The first five minutes of the class, all of y'all got to start placing your bets. You know, you pledge so many dollars that it'll go down at this point in time in the show. And we'll split the pot. 50% to the bills yeah, around here, 50% 50, 50 to raffle. you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, we make a lot of money doing that. <laughs> For the purposes of today's show, that was your break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's about right. So we were talking about how we need to be careful about this stuff, you know, with Iran getting into the game. Well, did y'all see this? Pentagon, no casualties and strikes against the Iranian proxy groups attacking U.S. troops. We're sending people there. We're starting to fight back. We're, we're looking to get ourselves in a war with Iran. But we better start paying attention to home. Exclusive 100 Syrians and 50 Iranians cross Biden's open border in October, says source. Uh, that's just the ones they know about. And that's just the ones in October. 
from what I've read, they only catch about 20% of the people coming across the border. So what we should say is 500 Syrians and 250 Iranians came across the border in October. Why is that a problem? Nothing to see there, right? Maybe there is. Remember, the Iranian ambassador says we're not going to escape this. Biden's Migrant Mobile app helps free thousands of foreign nationals into the U.S., free from terrorism-linked countries. Uh, what? Biden is making sure he imports as many military-aged men from terrorist-linked countries as he possibly can with his open borders. Open Borders Society is funded by that guy. Report, groups behind pro-Hamas protests funded by George Soros. Okay. Excuse me for doing the math here, but there's an app for that. Yeah, Clay. George Soros wants open borders. Open borders allow in people who are going to be of military age, coming from countries that want to destroy the United States. We're being threatened by the people who control those countries that want to destroy the United States. The open borders is being funded by a man who has said he wants to destroy the United States. And he's now supporting the group who's sending the people here to do his bidding to destroy the United States. And Biden is allowing all of that. How is that not treason by Biden? Serious question. How is that not open? He's waging war on the United States. These people are coming from Muslim countries. Arctic quarters. Hmm. How much damage did one armed guy just do? What do you think a patron or a brigade organized might be able to do? Yes, exactly. What you don't know about Islam could get us all killed. This is not a joke, folks. This is deadly freaking serious. And we're running around in a country acting like none of this matters. We've got supposed leaders that won't even acknowledge the problem. Clay Tolar on the board says Biden don't know his own name, much less know what's going on in this country. You're correct. It's probably Obama in the background and whoever else pulls his strings. Yes, Obama is doing this with Soros. The book um, Shadow Party will cover that for you by David Horowitz. It's why Hillary was moved down and Obama was run for president beforehand. And that is definitely connected to Soros using open source. Horowitz did his work. So the U.S. is stirring up global trouble. We are. We are. We're helping to cause this global chaos. Our government and our State Department, our shadow party, you know, the deep state shadow party. We call it Deep State now, but Horowitz had named it Shadow Party back in 2006, I think it was. He was ahead of the game. We're now inviting a war with Iran. We've got open borders. Folks, the open borders, that's exactly, that's the same pattern as 9-11. I know I've got a threat. I know it's an Islamic threat, and I'm not going to get in its way. I'm going to help it by letting it do what it wants to do until such time as it attacks the United States. And then I have my crisis. I can do whatever I want then. Joe, are you suggesting that there are people in the United States government allowing these borders to stay open, hoping that we get attacked by organized uh, uh, Muslim terrorist group? Yes, because they've done it once before. That's what 9-11 was. 
coming on board John Quest with our tax dollars. Yes, with our tax dollars. Joe, you really say the government is? Yes. 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 They knew that they had trouble with those hijacked terror, you know, the people flying the place. They knew they had a problem with that beforehand. And what they told you is, well, because the intelligence community wasn't allowed to talk to, I don't have to talk. The CIA doesn't have to talk to the FBI, talk to the NSA. One group that knows they've got a problem can stop it themselves. I don't need a whole bunch of people to talk together and say, form a meeting to have a party to get a plan to go stop this. If I know about it myself, I can stop it. Now, they told us in the news that, well, we needed to know the little pieces from each individual group to put the greater picture together. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. The reports have come out since 9-11. The FBI knew what was going on. They knew enough to go find those people and uh, detain them and probably kick them out because they were here on student visas, most of them, expired student visas. And their behavior was suspicious. The United States government allowed that. They might not have known what was being planned. They didn't care. You have a government who wants this because that gives them the crisis they can then use to do whatever else they've got planned. So you have people leaving the borders open knowing that we have Islamic terrorists moving into this country, knowing that they have training camps in this country. We've covered this already. Straight from the FBI's own, the corrupt FBI's own documents saying that there are Islamic training camps in this country. I'm using public source information for you coming from people who are actually supporting this mess, telling you they're, in other words, the guilty are telling you what's going on. They're confessing. And it's public information. And I'm bringing it to you. So here's my question. If a knuckle brain like me could put all this together just using what's available in the public realm, how in the blazes can the government claim to be innocent? Clay Tolar says, we the people have the power to secure our border and put our stop, bro, this new tyrannical regime. We do, but we won't do nothing about it. It still requires leadership. And the minute you have somebody stands up to lead, you get rid of him. Well, we're following Trump. He's not a leader. He's not. If he was a leader, he would have got reelected because he would have never closed this country down and they would have never got their mail-in balloting. He's not a leader. He's a narcissist. Now, I'm 99.99% sure that Ron DeSantis is a rhino, but he's showing you how to push back. He's doing it, and he's going down in the polls. The American people will not follow a true leader because that's not what you want. You want what you want without having to bleed or pay any price or sweat or cry or sacrifice one bit. That doesn't happen. And what you do is you cede the battlefield to people who will just take it away from you. And then you complain, you know, kind of like I'm doing because you don't have what you want. You weren't willing to fight for it. So we have a government that is in bed with Iran and Islam. Horowitz proved that. 2004 on proved that. If you haven't read that book, Unholy Alliance, you need to go read it. That's definitive proof. And Obama's actions while president, just, yeah, we're in bed with with Islam. And we're, we're funding Iran. 
We just, Biden just gave them billions and it was used to fund this attack on Israel. So we're attacking our own allies. And then publicly pretending to support them. We are in bed with China. We're owned by China. Our, our, our Biden and the Clintons are hopelessly corrupt. It, it, with China owns them. Where, where's the hope? Where's the hope, folks? Where is the worldly, physical, where are you going to get anything out of the, all this? And, and how are you going to help with Israel? I mean, do you even know which side you should be on here in this case? Well, here's one of the things that prompted all of this for me. This is what started this thing with Israel this week. I ran into somebody who found this or one version of it. This here is John C. Carlton. It's a blog page, I guess. It says, America by birth, Southern by grace of God, blah, blah, blah. Well, you shouldn't have that up there if you're actually purporting this crap here, Mr. Carlton. But it says, Israel is ISIS and ISIS is Bolshevik by Max Egan. It says, some called it communism, but I call it Judaism. And then they got a picture up here of the Talmud. It says, this book, abusing, it, it's, the book says, abusing children is okay. Raping women is okay. Killing whites is okay. Enslaving whites is okay. Stealing money is okay. Raping newborn babies is okay. Breaking babies' spines is okay. Murdering children is okay. Stealing land is okay. Let's talk about the Jews. I've never encountered any of that in the Talmud. I don't know what the frack they're talking about, but that's not the scriptures. Those are rabbinical writings. That's like... Jewish Hadith. Now, all of that I can find in Islam for you. I can find all of that in Islam. Commanded in Islam. That's in the Hadith. But I, this is the type of attack on the Jews. I don't know where the heck this comes from. And then just down here, it says, this is about Nathan Rothschild. He says, I care not what puppet is placed on the throne of England to rule the empire on which the sun never sets. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British Empire, and I control the British money supply. So apparently, this means the Rothschilds are responsible for Israel being put in place. This is how you get a conspiracy theory that isn't worth garbage. And it isn't. Now they got a picture here. Palestine, 1933. British invades Jerusalem to establish the Rothschild Zionist Israel. This is absolute ignorance. This is ignorant, stupid people putting forth things that are not, this is disinformation and propaganda. I know, I've tracked this storyline down. I've run it to where it starts, to ground. This is not true. This, this here picture and this statement, this is like that media propaganda picture I've shown you where the they're filming an attack, but the way they, when you see the, the picture from behind them, you see what they're filming on the screen, and then you see what's really going on. They're showing you a picture that makes it look like the victim is doing the attacking when it's actually the victim being attacked. The media will, remember what Malcolm X said, they'll make you think that the innocent is guilty and the guilty is innocent. That's what's going on here. Then they got this little picture here. It says America 100 years ago, China 100 years ago, Germany 100 years ago, Russia 100 years ago, Palestine 100 years ago, Israel 100 years ago didn't exist. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It's always existed. The nation of Israel may not have, but Israel is not just a national border. It's a, it's a spiritual nation, per definition in the Bible. But I got a little newsflash for you. I don't think that bottom picture there is a picture of Palestine 100 years ago, because I happen to know 
from reports I've read that there wasn't much of nothing living there 100 years ago. Just a few scattered Bedouins. We covered that already on this show. Then it said, God didn't give any land to the Zionists. The UK did, and they did it illegally. Wrong. We've proven that on this show already. It says, today, DNA science reveals that almost all the Jews in the world come from Khazaria. No, that's not true. They are not of the blood lineage of Abraham and the prophets. That's not true. But of King Bulan and the pagan peoples of the Caucasus. Got a little news flash for you, folks. The Caucasus, the Scythians, those are the 10 northern kingdoms. Josephus said so. Historian around the time of Christ said that they still knew who those people were. Well, they're not Jews, but they're Hebrews. It says these ancestors of today's Jews are not Israelites, but are Khazarians. Okay, fine. Well, the people living in Palestine aren't Palestinians either. They can't trace their bloodline to Philistines. They came from the areas of the Caucasus, Turkey, Syria, Iran. They're imports themselves. Again, more hypocrisy. If I accept this claim, then I have to get rid of the Palestinians as well because they have no more claim than they're imposters too. They're fake Palestinians tracing bloodlines just like this is. This is a fallacy. The use of anti-Semitism as a weapon against the criticism of Zionism is essentially for its is essential for its survival because it serves to deflect attention from the lying, cheating, stealing, murdering, war, profiteering, blatant violence of international law and barbaric crimes against humanity. Get and then they get this video down here. This video going around that says Israel is ISIS, ISIS is Bolshevik. Get this crap off my screen. This is garbage. This is. And then one more. I just breeze deep, Joe. Who is behind the Balfour Declaration? This is Al Jazeera. This is going to be, it's the British and the Rothschild. See, dear Lord Rothschild. This is a letter to him by Alfred Balfour. Get off my freaking screen. Get off my screen, you big lying pieces of. I am losing patience with the world over this because I seek truth. Truth, truth. Capital T, objective truth. I hate lies because they cause these fights. Say so much confusion in the world these days. So much propaganda and misinformation. We've covered some of it. It's in the headlines right now. There's so little interest in the truth underlying any of it. The people who are telling you, why do you listen to me? I'll show you one reason to listen to me in just a minute. So how do you sift through the noise? Go to the origins. Well, I found one for you. You can if you want to. And I'll ask... Um, I'll ask Charlie and Natasha to put this up. I'm going to send you a link in the private section there, guys. Stick that in the notes or in the permanent record of uh, Rumble for me, please. I'd appreciate that, Charlie and Natasha. I want to show you something. This, this is downloadable PDF. This is by a Jewish community, yes. But hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you're Palestinian, sometimes your enemies can help you. I, I've read your work. Now you read the Jews. This is Advancing Jewish Thought, Mosaic. The forgotten truth about the Balfour Declaration. So for 100 years, the British statement, you know, the years, the British statement, which inaugurated Zionism's legitimation in the eyes of the world, has been seen as an isolated act of a single nation. 
truth is much different. This was written June 5th, 2017 by Martin Kramer. And it is seen, the Balfour Agreement, the establishment of the nation of Israel, which is what Zionism is. Zionism just means national Israel. Zionism means Israel has a nation. That's what that means. So if you're anti-Zionist, that means you don't want anything to do with Israel anymore. You don't want them to be a nation. That's what that makes them. Okay. That's been thought to be the, the work of the Brits and the Rothschilds and et cetera, et cetera. Fine. Well, the problem with that is here's the debate over the declarations meeting. And I want to go down just some of their points. This is a 23-page document. It says uh, Wiseman's Forgotten Partners. Partners? You mean they weren't just the British? No. In 1916, 1917, the Allied powers, Britain, France, Belgium, Russia, Italy, and later the United States, they all co cooperate in this because they're the ones who won World War I. So even if there was a Palestinian nation, you lost a war. If you lose your nation in the process, tough. International law says you're gone. So don't tell me that Zionism is against international law. This all happened because of World War I. It says when the fuller story, the Balfour Declaration looks very different. It's not just in it's no longer a British imperial grab, but the outcome of a carefully constructed consensus of the leading democracies of the day. This is Nahum Sokolow. Um, this is Sokolow who entered the point into the Fury store, uh, the fuller story of the Balfour Declaration. Indeed, at that time of declaration, many Jews around the world gave him more credit than they did Wiseman. Wiseman was one of the founders of this movement. Britain is a repository of the Zionist hopes. So we got Britain. They started this. Sokolov goes forth. He's a Frenchman, and France ex uh, expressed a general sympathy for Zionism. Um, and uh, Sokolov asked for it in writing. And he received it on June 4th, 1917. Who else do we got involved in all this? We go down through here. There's a crucial moment of what's going on. It says, despite the appearances, the, the Balfour Declaration was more than a, ch uh, than a chess move of a single power. Behind it stood the allies, all of the allies, each of whom gave it some push forward. I'm not reading this whole document. I'm showing you that this document by the Jews is tracing this all the way back to its beginning. Collection of endorsements. It's going to include between his secret endorsement in October 1917 and his public one in 1918. Get ready, boys and girls. Woodrow, Woodrow freaking Wilson, Wilson introduced a new principle of international relations called self-determination. He was one of the ones who wanted Israel to have its own nation. So the weakness of the secret pledges, that's part of the problem, is that they were done in pr private rather than um, public. And then right up here, Sharif Hussein of Mecca. The Zionist movement had no use for secret pledges of the sort Britain gave to the Sharif. This is uh, all caused by Lawrence of Arabia's garbage. His Remember, we've covered how he meddled in all of this. Why Sokolov has been forgotten. And it says Wiseman wanted full credit for the Balfour Declaration to secure it. He and his associates had to cut out the story of all those parts in which he didn't star. This is all people wanting credit. That's why you think it was all Britain. This document traces it all right back to the beginning. Look, you got 23 pages of this. Now, why did I choose that document for you? Because I already know the history of this mess. I've researched it. I've gone back. I've looked at it. I know the history of the Palestinians and the supposed Palestine country. Um, not that one. We want this one here. Okay. 
I think we lost us again. Are we, what are we? No, I was throwing something up there, but I'm uh, sorry. Hold on a minute. If you want to get to it or we'll get back to it on just a second. folks. Here's uh, the show notes. Um, Well, where did it go? We had the history of Palestine in uh, in one of our show notes. Um, We did it on the show not too long ago. We'll have to look that up again later. We'll come back to that in a minute. I'll let Charlie throw up what he's, but we've already, we've shown you all of this stuff. What were you showing us, Charlie? Throw it up. I had a had a question from our, our student that we're doing this class for, and I don't know if you can read this or not. This is from Revelation chapter 3, and specifically they were focusing on verse uh, 9, I believe. It says, Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. I will make them come and bow down before your feet and make them know that I have loved you. So they were... Uh, yeah, we'll so. read the Kazis into there, but you know what that actually is? That's the Pharisees. <laughs> That's the people who say they're Jews, that, but oh, don't actually follow the right, teachings yeah, of Yahweh. Even Yeshua said that, didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. So this is John just referencing something that's already been explained in your Gospels. They're sons of Satan. Remember, he says, you say you're sons of Abraham, but you're actually children of your father, Satan. Yes. <laughs> that's who this passage is talking about. This is not a prophecy about former imposter Jews. This is a prophecy of those who claim this is Matthew 7, 20 through 23 things. I'm a Christian. Didn't I do all these things in your name? Be gone from me. I never knew you. And that's where a lot of people get confused with revelation because revelation is talking about, you know, what's going on then and the future and even and the, past. the past. So, but it's also theological in theme. It is theological in theme. And it repeats things you've already seen. There's very little new. The new stuff in the book of Revelation is how it's presented. The imagery, the idea is not new. There's not very many new ideas anywhere in here. Even New Jerusalem is in your Old Testament. The prophets cover, just remember, Yahweh says, I don't do anything without first telling my prophets. And the prophets tell us. So, yeah, no, no, that passage is not about the Khazars. We will cover the Khazars. Tomorrow I'm covering Halloween. <laughs> and that's going to lead me into Thursday's show. We're going to trace the history of the Celtic people or the Celts. You don't want to miss tomorrow's no, show. No, you do not want oh to miss tomorrow's show. Oh, my gosh. Show. I've seen some of what he's put together. Oh, my gosh. It took me two days to put this one together. It's one I, of the best classes I've ever prepared yeah, for you. I thought I knew some of the background. Oh, my gosh. He's <sighs> you, you, get, you give Joe a bone. And he takes that bone and he says, oh, there's more to this. Let me go find the body this came from. <laughs> yes, I do. And he does. <laughs> and then we gnaw on the whole flipping thing. Yeah, and it's like, ooh, ooh look at this. Yes. More bones. So, folks, but tomorrow's show is going to give us a background to the Celts. And that's going to give us a background into the Nor- the Norsemen, you know, the, the Saxons, Vikings. And we're going to have to trace that. And then we're going to have to trace the the Gauls, the Germanic peoples. And you're going to find out they're all the same people. And you're going to, I will trace the Kazis, the the supposed Kazis. And here's another thing. Let me ask you a question. So if you can't trace your bloodline to Muhammad, are you really a Muslim? What? Yeah. If you're not a blood relative of Muhammad, are you really a Muslim? Because you can't trace your blood lineage to Muhammad. Well, Well, Joe, Islam's a religion. It's got nothing to, yes, exactly. So if the Kazis converted to Judaism, how is it they're not real Jews? 
that's a fallacious argument, folks. It's garbage. It's a garbage argument. Another thing, you know, I can't trace the DNA to the Jews. Y'all do realize how many different people groups are wrapped up in what we call Jew? Just about everybody that was alive in the in the Mediterranean basin at the time of what going back 3,000, 4,000 years. The house of Judah, the, the southern kingdom, absorbed lots of different non-Hebrew peoples, starting with the exodus out of Egypt. And then the marrying into the Canaanites. Well, the Canaanites are part of what today claims to be Palestine. So guess what? You should find Palestinian blood in the Jews. Oh, well, wait a minute. They're all Kazites. Well, wait a minute. That What you're telling me is the Jews died off? So the Bible's not true. Congratulations, Muslims. You can't trace your lineage back to Abraham because the Bible's a lie. So so is your religion. As soon as I start applying logic and reason to all of these arguments, they start, I, I, brothers and sisters, it's like me taking a logical fillet knife and just stripping this garbage to the bone. Then I'll just start powdering the bones because this is all garbage. And it catches up so many otherwise well-meaning people. Now, if you're going to chase after these lies and you're happy with it, fine. Be gone with you. I don't care. I have never dodged the ugliness in my pursuit of truth. Israel is not pure as the wind-driven snow. Neither is the United States of America. The biblical Israel is ugly. That's how you got Halloween. What? Yes. Halloween came from, yes, wait till tomorrow. Oh my gosh. You got no idea. You want the fake Jews? They're called Druids. What? Well, yeah, they're just so apostate. You don't recognize them anymore. Hmm. You got to run this stuff backwards, but you also have to pay careful attention to which side you're looking at it from. Because one side is going to be nothing but confusion. There's only one side of this entire issue, the global history from stem to stern. There's only one side that's consistent and coherent the whole way through. It's why I look at it from a biblical perspective, because I've run this stuff the ground over and over again, and it keeps coming back to the proper understanding of the Bible will explain the entire of human history to you. Yeah, only if I understand it your way, Joe. No. Only if you understand it as it was meant to be understood. Well, that's your interpretation. Fine, quit reading anything. Quit listening to anybody. Quit doing anything with communication and language. Because if it's all open to interpretation, none of it means anything. It's all babble. Which means, why are you listening to me? You don't even know that I told you that. It's just how you interpreted it. Hopefully you understand what I'm trying to tell you. If there is no proper way to interpret a language, then why use it? And how did you even learn to speak it if there's no proper way to understand the meaning of the language? In other words, it's a self-defeating assertion. It's just your understanding. You don't know what they meant. That's bullcrap. That's more bullcrap. People have got to learn how to think. Now, let's get back to this thing with Israel. This is back to the flame article. This is the media backlash against Israel. This is what I'm wanting to focus on today. CNN and the New York Times in a series of big lies published unproven reports that Israel bombed a Gaza hospital, killing 500. Then they disputed hard evidence that it was actually Islamic Jihad who misfired into the medical center parking lot, killing 10 to 50 people. That makes you a propagandist of the Hamas, 
a terrorist organization by definition, according to the UN and the United States government, which therefore makes CNN and the New York Times a conspirator with terrorism. Please, somebody in the United States State Department, go arrest their entire board, shut down that organization and start prosecuting. Oh, no, we can't do that, Joe. They got freedom of the press. No, you don't. Not in this regard. Go back and read the founders. You know, you're not allowed to scream fire in a crowded theater. What the heck do you think this is? That's not a crowded theater. That's a crowded globe and you're screaming fire. It says, as you know, there's another article, as you know, most mainstream news outlets focus not on the evil dictators of Gaza, but on the collateral deaths and damage caused when Israel bombs Hamas hideouts and rocket launches in residential neighborhoods. I'm just reading the highlights of this article. My friends, pressure is mounting to stop Israel from shutting Hamas down for good. The media and the universities will fight this noble strategy with lurid stories of innocent Palestinians being hurt, but never blaming the terrorist monsters who caused it. This is when the U.S. and its allies hunted down evil ISIS, the global jihadists also hit among civilians. And many innocent around the world were killed unavoidably. That's true. And we rejected the condemnations of the world because collateral damage is just what you had to do. It's okay when we do it, but not when Israel does it. How hypocritical of us. What did Jesus say about hypocrites? He says, why do media avoid telling the obvious truth about Hamas? Their avowed goal is to kill Jews and destroy the Jewish state. That's true. The five most important things you need to know about Hamas. Here are the five more five more facts that the media mainstream won't tell you. Hamas does not want peace with Israel and has never proposed peace with Israel. Hamas opposes a two-state solution. Hamas opposes the Palestinian Authority and its ruling party, Fatah, in Judea and Samaria, a.k.a. the West Bank. Israel does not occupy any part of Gaza and does not set rules or laws for Palestinians living in Gaza. Hamas is an iron-handed dictatorship that denies its citizens all civil rights, including the right to vote. While it's true that Israel and Egypt have imposed blockades on Gaza, they did so only following more than 10,000 missile attacks from Hamas on Israel civilians. Americans learn these and other such truths in flames editorial ads in mainstream and social media, and you can see hundreds of them by watching factsandlogic.org. What's the truth behind the lies? Did Israel steal and occupy Arab-Palestinian land? They go over that story we did. Does Israel practice apartheid against Palestinians? No, they don't, and they explain it. What does all this horror in Israel have to do with you and me? He explains that too. How can you do support Israel today, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he goes over to all of that. You claim to be a Christian. You're commanded to support Israel. You claim to follow the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Yahweh. That's his covenantal name. He says, if you bless Israel, he'll bless you. You curse Israel, he'll curse you. This nation, large part of it is cursing Israel right now. Hmm. And somehow or another, the same people will turn around and say, God's got a blessing. God save America. There. I, I, I don't understand. We call ourselves intelligent, advanced. You know, we, we're, we're more sophisticated and mature and more knowing than the pre folks compared to the generations that come, come before us. We're idiots. We're absolute that, cavemen. What was that preacher that Obama was under and he was saying? Reverend Wright? Yeah. Bleep damn America and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, GD yeah, America. Yeah, yeah that, that that's more of the sentiment that we see 
today, it, it's horrible. I mean, yep. people are, are actively destroying our nation. And, and, and thanks to Woodrow well, freaking Wilson and John, John freaking Dewey, amongst others. Amongst others. And, but the, the sad thing is, is like Clay was saying earlier, we stand by and do nothing. And, and myself included, I mean, that, that's one of the struggles I have at this point. It's like, at this point, what can I do as an individual? I mean, one of the things I'm doing is I'm here right now. One of the things you can do is quit do. voting for either of those two parties. And, that, and that's that, that's something I learned from you because I, I was sucked in. I learned that lie. from Webster, Noah Webster. Because I, I, I learned, you know, because I was, I was following the lie. Well, if you...
Uh, all right. Did it again, man. I'm talking about not voting for the GOP, and they shut us down. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell people that, that I learned from you, you know, because I was into that lie, you know, you got to vote 